Hello, welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to discuss why accountable relationships are so important. Why are accountable relationships important? Think about it. What does accountability mean? It means responsibility. So why are we not taking responsibility for our relationships? Why are we not calling friends friends and holding them accountable for the word friend? Why are we not calling a spouse or a partner a partner? And not holding them accountable for the word and the commitment that we signed on for. You gotta remember why accountability in relationships is so important is it allows us to identify the agreements that we signed on for. Don't be a person that's in a relationship undefined. Make sure you're defining your roles and you're clear on your definition. Enjoy. Now, whether you've been listening to the show for a while or you're new to the show, you know that we are accountable relationship builders. So what we do is we live accountable relationships, we teach accountable relationships, and ultimately we help others build accountable relationships. But why are accountable relationships so important? That's the question. First, we need to answer what is an accountable relationship. An accountable relationship is a relationship that is governed by choosing to honor agreements. They are primarily friends, romantic partners, co-parents. They are relationships we are consciously choosing. However, you could be in an accountable relationship with a relative if you build the friendship component. Now, most times we're entering relationships and we're governing our relationships over off of how we feel, how we're motivated by our feelings. We are not having discussions based on our feelings. We're not having discussions based on the fact that we might hurt somebody else's feelings. That is not an accountable relationship. Accountable relationship is sitting down, setting a foundation, honoring agreements, honoring these agreements for a lifetime. So think long-term. When you sit down and you're having a discussion with somebody that could potentially be a friend, make sure that you're agreeing to be a person in their life that you can be long-term. Not short term, not in the moment, not in the time, but agree to be there in a long term capacity and make sure that you understand what you can bring to the table and what you can't bring to the table and let them in on what you can bring and what you can't bring to the table. When we say accountable relationships, you can't hold somebody accountable for your thoughts. You can't hold somebody accountable for your wants. You have to hold people accountable for what they say they're going to do, their promises the agreements in place, things that you agree on, you shake hands on, you write on the dotted line, you verbally agree to. You have to have a clear understanding that we're only responsible for what we agree to, not what people believe we should do. There's a big difference. So we want to understand or we want to teach the distinction between being in a relationship because relationships vary from being coworkers, being you know, people on the train together, having dialogue, associates, things of that nature. Accountable relationships are long-term relationships that you choose to be in. Now, why do we differentiate from or have a distinction between parenting, romantic partnerships, and friendships from relatives? Relatives are a bloodline. It's people that <clears throat> we were born into. 
we necess- we didn't necessarily agree to be in their lives. We're just placed in their lives because they are in our bloodline. And we was raised with them. We was raised around them. And we really get a lot of our beliefs, a lot of our the way we interact with others through maybe our relatives. But they're not bonding relationships through agreements because obviously you're just there. You're a person that was born into that state of being or born into that um, circumstance. But when you start building friendships, you're choosing these people. These are the people you are choosing. So when you are choosing a friend, you're choosing, you're promising this friend that you can actually show up for them. You could actually um, strengthen the label of friendship. You could actually uphold the label of friendship. You could actually say, I love you and honor that word on a regular basis. You choose that. It's not something you have to do. It's not something you're forced to do. They're not your blood. They don't have your bloodline, but they are your heart and they do have your heart. So that's the most important organ to live. So we have to have an understanding that when we choose these relationships, they're long lasting, they're long term. When you choose to be in a romantic partnership, this is a person that is going to be your bond, your number one person in life. This is the person you're starting a family with. This is the person you're introducing to your friends. You are trusting them with everything that is valuable in your life, and they're trusting you with everything that's valuable in their life. Y'all may be connecting bank accounts. Y'all may be connecting dreams, purpose, things of that nature. You're giving them everything that you hold dear. And you can't do that without first understanding that there needs to be agreements in place. There needs to be boundaries established. There needs to be a, a constant form, you know, a constant um, line of communication. You make sure that you are very transparent. They know everything about you because they are the person that's going to basically explain who you are, justify who you are if you need justifying, or they're going to be a person that can represent you in every aspect of life because they wake up next to you. They live with you. They are in your day to day on a regular basis. Co-parents. Now, why do we choose co-parents? Now, you heard in the other podcast, we switched from just saying parents because parenting is, we want people to start looking at it as a partnership, whether it's something that's planned, whether you're doing it with a friend, whether you're doing a romantic partner. Co-parenting is not just the person you had a child with. Co-parenting is everybody that's in your life supporting you with parenting. And yes, you have a person you have a child with that's probably the primary and highest role in that child's life. But if they choose to step out or something happens to them, there's somebody that always steps in. We don't want parents parenting alone. We don't want parents believing that they have to do it alone. So that's why we now have sessions and we now discuss being co-parents. What does it mean to be in somebody's life and being a part of raising children? But it's still a choice. Now. A lot of us look at it as an obligation, but a lot of people decide to walk away. So when you look at it, it is a choice. You choose to have the child, whether it's a mistake or not. You got nine months or you got not nine months, but you have, you know, a month or so, maybe up to three months to decide whether you want to keep the child. Once you decide to keep it, you're choosing to be in the child's life. So accountable relationships are all about honoring the agreements you have in place. 
I'm going to say that again, honoring the agreements you have in place, not going above and beyond, not reading people's minds, not saying, if you know me the best, you would know what I mean. No, you communicate effectively. You honor the agreements and understand this is what the person is responsible for, period. So what is the difference between an accountable relationship and any other relationship? Now, we touched on it a little bit. You know, other people are coworkers. Other people are, you know, associates. Other people are people you meet in passing. They're less, you know, they're strangers, but, you know, you know a little bit more about them because you might have had dialogue with them, but they're not quite an associate because, you know, you probably don't know their name. You probably are not invested in their life in no capacity. At least with associates, you know a little bit about them. Those are also relationships. Your relatives, you don't know what they do on a regular basis if you're not hanging out with them all the time. They have their own friends. They have their own spouse. They have their own kids. You're just connected by blood. And if y'all have a relationship, y'all typically, or y'all have a friendship, now y'all in each other's lives. Now y'all understand a lot more about each other. But if you're not invested in your relative in that way or that capacity, they have a whole separate life. Y'all just share blood. So the difference is you're in grained in each other's lives if you are in an accountable relationship. If you're friends, you are ingrained in each other's lives. Once your friends become estranged and y'all really don't keep in touch and y'all here and there, y'all maybe keep in touch once a year, let's not even call them friends anymore. Those are your family members. Now, they're not relatives in the sense of bloodline, but they are family members because they're people you care about, but you didn't you're not putting in your day-to-day effort into making them a priority. So they moved into the family environment. They might call you, I mean, a family relationship. They might call you here and there for advice. You might call them here and there for advice. Maybe they even want to call you to borrow money or invest in something that they're, you know, starting. Whatever it is, you trust them, you believe in them, but for some reason, y'all don't touch base on a regular basis. Y'all don't keep in touch. We're going to transfer those people over to, no family. Friends are people that you are in contact with daily, you know, bi-weekly, tri-weekly, you know, three times a week. You are in touch with these people. You are always in touch. They are in your life presently. They are deciding, they are adding to your quality of life on a regular basis. Those are friends. We all know what a romantic partner is. What makes a difference between a romantic partner is you're now sexually involved. You know, you now are deciding to have a life together where you share everything, everything. So a friend might not share the same thing that a romantic partner shares. There is a distinction. And now when we're talking about co-parenting, the primary focus is the child. And it's a building our relationship so we can give the child the best chance to succeed. But that's what makes it different because you notice all these things are agreements. Once you say I'm a person's friend, you're agreeing to be this person's friend. You're agreeing to be in this person's life. You're agreeing to be in this person's best interest. It's not just an emotional attachment. It's an agreement to be the best you can be within this person's life so you can add to their or enhance their quality of life. When you say I'm a romantic partner, it's a commitment to be the best you can be to honor this person, to be keep this person abreast on what's going on with your life to make sure that you wake up every day and you're dedicated to giving them everything possible to help them achieve goals, to help them 
you know, keep their quality of life high to help them keep a positive mentality. You're there to support them on a regular basis. And typically you live or y'all are in close quarters, right? And now when you're dealing with a co-parent, y'all investing in your children, but you're also invested in a relationship because without the strong relationship, it's going to be harder to raise the child. So you have to keep each other, keep in contact with each other. You have to make sure that you exchange information so y'all truly know what's going on in each other's lives so y'all can parent well. There's a big difference because the other ones are, can be put in more of the obligation framework. You work, you go to work, they're coworkers. You're obligated to spend time with them because y'all in close quarters based on being in a, at a job, based on a common goal, you know, of working. When we're talking about an associate, you're not really dealing with them on a regular basis. There's no commitment. There's just, if I show up, I show up. If I don't, I don't. I like you. We interact. We'll have discussions, but we'll move on. That's an associate, right? So you can see the difference. One is long-term, and one is not an obligation. It's a commitment. The other is, I'm just going to deal with you where I'm set to deal with you, and then I'm moving on. I'm just going to interact with you when I want to interact with you, and I'm moving on. That's not the case when you call somebody your friend. You're interacting when you want to interact. You're interacting when they want to interact. You are in a commitment with this person. So accountable relationship, again, is governed by uh, agreements. So therefore, we have an understanding that these are committed relationships based on agreements and core values and principles. So let's look at this. What makes an accountable relationship accountable? First, we should define what it means to be a friend, couple, parent, which we defined earlier. What it means to be a friend. Establish the definition of friendship, not something that you get off and you look at in the dictionary. Establish what you and the other person could agree friendship means and honor that commitment. I'm going to say it again. Don't look at friendship and say, okay, I looked it up. This is what friendship is. So we're friends in this way. No, the word friendship is a bond and a connection that you can mold into what you and the other person agree friendship will be. Right? So that's what makes it a friendship. But it's not a friendship unless it's a commitment and an agreement between two people to enhance each other for a lifetime. So it has to have the component that we want to be in each other's lives and we want to be consistent in each other's lives. If you don't want to be consistent in each other's lives, don't call each other friends. So understand, through that definition, you have to have that involved in that component. Now you establish what the agreements are of your friendship. Now, with a couple, you are now saying, I'm one, you're one, now we're becoming one together. Y'all have possibly are working towards having each other's last name. Y'all working towards having children. You're working towards, you know, getting a house together. You're working towards, those are all monetary things. Those are all things you can do with your kids. Those are all things you can do with your friends. But the difference is y'all have sexual intercourse. Y'all have, you know, the sexual contact involved. Y'all have certain things that 
will separate you as well as the commitment because you could have friends with benefits. You can have all these components, but there's things missing. This is all the things that come together. Commitment, dedication, oneness, promising to be um, the other person's partner for a lifetime and having a sexual component. Once you have all five of those things, you are a couple, right? And then now being a parent, you're agreeing to now help or develop a person into a accountable adult. So you are putting them ahead of your selfish wants, not your needs, because you're no good if you're putting them ahead of your needs, but you are putting them ahead of your wants. You're putting their needs ahead of your wants because now you want them to be the most well-rounded. And obviously how you parent will change based on how they develop. So it's all agreements and it's all saying, this is what I want to do. We all parent different. We all decide to choose a different path. And some of us choose similar paths, right? But there are several ways to parent. We choose a parenting style. We live that parenting style. We choose it with somebody, with other people that's assisting us with parenting, which makes them co-parents. And now we live that agreement, right? So the lines of communication need to be clear. You need to have defined work roles, define your terms. Second, you have to have long-term value. So you have to understand how this person enhances my life. Where we go wrong is we're in relationships without purpose. You're always going to have, or your self-esteem is going to be in question if you have relationships without purpose. You need relationships with long-term value. What does this person bring to my life? And that person brings that on a regular basis. They're consistent. They're dependable. That person is dependable. That's what they bring to your life. That person helps you with your finances. That's what they bring to your life. That person cooks, cleans. That person organizes. That person makes sure that you, you know, stay focused on your deadlines. That's what that person brings to your life. You have to figure out what's the purpose in each other's lives and how we enhance each other's lives on a long-term basis. Can we maintain those roles on a regular basis? Are we going to get tired of these roles? Are we going to get bored within these roles? You have to decide because you're not just bringing who you are. You're bringing what you, what you actually can provide. And that's what gives your relationship purpose. So understand, talk about what each other has for a long-term purpose. Stop being in relationships, friendships, romantic partnerships with strangers. People, you they have no purpose in your life. You just find them attractive. You're just, you know, you they're fun to be around. That's not going to make a relationship that's not a long-term purpose. Those things come and go, they die out. They have to have a long-term standing in your life, things that you could depend on, things that are consistent. Stop having children with strangers. Like, think about what's going on. You're not going to raise a child well with a stranger. You have to have similar core values. You have to have similar belief systems. You have to have similar agreements. You have to understand how you're going to raise this child. You got to decide on a parenting style and approach. You got nine months to plan, even if it's something that you didn't plan. You have nine months to plan. So the first thing is the standard of make sure this person is your friend, at least. Make sure this person is your romantic partner, at least. So you have a foundation to start building off of when you now decide to have a child. So have long-term plans, have long-term goals in one another's lives. 
Because if you don't, you're going to lose. It's going to, the relationship is going to lose purpose. And you're going to live in question at all the time, even though you're probably keeping the person around. You're going to live in, pur- you're going to live in, in purgatory at all times. You're always going to be indecisive. Next. <laughs> keep the lines of communication flowing. Now, what do I mean by keep the lines of communication flowing? We see a lot of people centering their relationship or their communication around emotional responses. They're going to be mad. They're going to be upset. They're going to, that's, I'm going to offend them. If you're a good friend, you don't say that. You don't do that. That's false. You get very personal. You get very raw. You get very comfortable in your relationships. Relax. Say what you need to say. You have something to say, say it. Don't hold back. That's a fundamental practice in an accountable relationship. Choice. That's what you want to provide. That's what communication, effective communication always provides. The ability to make decisions together. The ability to provide choice the ability to make informed decisions. So understand, excuse me, when dealing in a relationship, there's nothing too big and nothing too small that you shouldn't, that you should discuss. Discuss it all. If it comes to mind, have a discussion about it. You know that you change. You know that you become a better person. You know that when you had the last argument, you changed your habit. When you're not really thinking about it no more because you have transformed into a separate mentality, a different mentality. So if you was always thinking negative thoughts, share them negative thoughts. The person would eventually probably walk away from you if they don't think that you could adjust those negative thoughts. They're going to try to support you. But don't make those decisions on your own. They don't want me around because I'm negative. No. Share what you're feeling. Share what you're going through. Share what you decided to do. Share, 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 share. Keep the lines of communication open. That's the third Thing, that's the third process of being in an accountable relationship or identifying accountable relationship. And fourth, when you're committing to a friend, a romantic partner, and deciding to be a co-parent, make sure you have core values and principles to lead your relationship. What do I mean? I mean, if a person says they're accountable, which is a core value, You could expect them whenever they go wrong to say I was wrong. Whenever they are doing something that's positive and right, they're going to say and be very confident in it. I'm not adjusting this because I am 100% on point. You got to make the adjustment. Accountability is not I'm just wrong, 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 wrong. Accountability is just owning your choices. Accountability is being honest about where you're at. Accountability is agreeing to something and showing up, right? When you say you're going to be honest, that doesn't mean taking days off. That don't mean I'm tired of being honest. I'm tired of arguing. doesn't mean all that. It means I'm going to be honest because when you're honest, whether it hurts, whether it cuts, whether it's wrong, whether it's wrong, because it's not even because we're honest, we're right. No, honest just means that we're having a discussion. We're saying we honestly believe And we can't be wrong when somebody else actually tells us their honest opinions and telling us what they believe. And then you realize your belief or what you know, you wasn't knowledgeable on it. But you're being honest about where you're at. That's what honesty is. 
but it's a core value. Lead with your core values. Lead with your principles. Your principles is I'm going to be faithful, which is also a core value, right? I'm going to be faithful. So anytime you decide you don't want to be in a relationship anymore, you will never step out. You would never decide to have a relationship with somebody else before having a discussion with the partner or the person you're already committed to. You have to now make sure that relationship is done or over before you move on. Faithfulness doesn't mean that you stay in a poor environment or a bad situation. Just like loyalty, also a core value, doesn't mean you stay in a bad situation. It means that you are loyal and you're committed to the actual principle. Loyalty takes is two-sided. Faithfulness is two-sided. Honesty is two-sided. Like everything is a relationship. Your principles should lead, even if you want to lie. If you say you're honest, offset that thought, tell the truth, and tell them that you wanted to lie. Like, that's what it's about, being straightforward. Now, everybody gets that mixed up. Being straightforward is in your delivery. It means that there's a, a multiple, there's a bunch of ways of being honest. You're being honest, some people tell stories. You're being honest. Some people go around about it. Some people are very direct. That's straightforward, straight to the point. They're not trying to melt or warm up to it. They're like straight to the point, which is a principle because it's the best form of communication. Though people believe that you always got to factor in emotions before you speak. But what you really have to do is factor, is it going to progress the discussion? Is it going to be honorable? Is it going to help? But you should be straightforward because that's where your precision is. That's where effective communication lives in straightforwardness. Nobody can misinterpret straightforwardness, which is a skill in its own. So it's a core value. Make sure in your committed relationships, friendships, romantic partnerships, co-parents, you are leading with your core values, not deciding your core values you, when to use and when not to use a core value. When this core value means this, changing the definition based on what's comfortable for you. No. They govern you. Your core values govern you. You don't govern your core values. So make sure you understand what we're saying when we say accountable relationships. It's relationships governed by agreements, principles, and core values. Understand that. So in doing so, you have to make sure that you put the accountability first. Take ownership of where you go wrong and be confident in where you are right. Because you should never let somebody take away your strength. But you shouldn't live in your weakness. You should let other people lead where you are weak. That's being accountable. You have a full understanding of the relationships you are in, their strengths, their weaknesses, your strengths, your weaknesses. And y'all are trading leadership, even though somebody can be the ultimate leader. Y'all are trading leadership roles based on your strengths. But you can't, you don't understand those strengths until you're accountable. And the first form of accountability when you're in an accountable relationship is establishing the fact that that is my friend. It's a commitment. That is my romantic partner, spouse, couple. Better half, however you want to describe it. 
You have to establish it first. That's, I got to be accountable. I got to honor it. And it's telling everybody else, I got to honor this first. These are my priorities. This is the person I had a child with. We're not together anymore, but understand that you're not just coming into a relationship with me, but you ought to understand that this person is going to be in our life forever because I had a child with them. It's clear guidelines. It's clear understandings that this person will never be out of our child's life. So you have to embrace them. Anytime you have a child and that person is still present, you have to understand that person will be in all your relationships. They will be a part of your life. So be accountable in these relationships. Choose these relationships wisely. Make conscious decisions. This is why we discussed this. So people aren't getting hurt. People aren't in relationships realizing two years, three years later that they really don't want to be in relationships and they didn't have the foundation to be in a relationship. We want people to make conscious decisions because people who are indecisive hurt people. People that are always in question hurt people. People that aren't confident in the decision-making hurt people. People that don't understand the agreements and the foundation within their relationships hurt people and get hurt themselves. So understand, this is why we practice accountable relationships because we want relationships to be a lot more transparent we want people to understand the relationships they're in. And we want people to now take the narrative back. Understand, once you have knowledge of what you bring to the table, who you're in a relationship with, you don't let anything, the outside world, anything, take, take them people from you. So understand what, why an accountable relationship is so important. It's the fabric of our relationships. It's understanding our relationships better. And it's not only understanding, but it's now taking responsibility for our relationships and understanding their priority and establishing that. This has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz. Remember, listen, learn, apply. All right, enjoy.